Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let Mom's Green Thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants, indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give Mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. See homedepot.com slash delivery for details. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Hello and welcome to the Circling the Bases podcast, proudly presented by NBC Sports Edge. My name is DJ Short and with me here once again is Drew Silva. This is another taped version of the show. We are recording Thursday, November 18th, uh, just a little while after the MVP awards were announced. So pretty interesting, I think, but not, I guess maybe you're surprised a little bit or not surprised. But the NL was a bit more competitive than the AL. Otani was a was uh, unanimous selection, which I was very happy to see uh, for the AL MVP award. Uh, Bryce Harper edges out the competition in the National League. I, Harper was my choice and my my guess. He ended up edging out Juan Soto, Fernando Tatis Jr. Brandon Crawford actually yeah. finished fourth. A little surprising. Trey Turner finished fifth. You know, you could probably argue that Trey Turner should have been a little bit higher. Uh, but Harper's second MVP award, he deserved it. And, you know, I think at this point in his career, Bryce Harper is, we've talked about this from a fantasy perspective, but, uh, you know, he's underrated to me. Totally. Yeah. Bryce, or, I mean, Brandon Crawford got four first place votes. Yeah. Which is pretty surprised. wild. I mean, he was great this year. The defense combined with the, the offensive surge, but. Uh, first place MVP. I don't know if he was that great. And I mean, you look at the the WAR leaderboard, which I I like voters that look beyond WAR. Um, yeah, me too. But I mean, he was eleventh behind Brian Reynolds, Aaron Judge, Correa, Tatis, Jose Ramirez, Juan Soto, Marcus Simeon. Harper was third. Vladimir Guerrero Jr. second. Trey Turner first. This is the Fangraphs version of war which factors in defense um so i I don't know if i could justify making crawford my my first place vote but yeah i I think harper was right to win it i wouldn't mind if if juan soto won it i think there was a case to be made for that and if tatis had stayed just a little bit healthier he probably would have run away with it honestly um but the the shoulder kept popping out for him and yeah good good for otani uh, 31st place votes unanimous. Like you said, he's what, like the 11th American league unanimous MVP, I believe. And then yeah, Vlad jr. Had 29 second place votes. So, um, those were almost like paint by number ballots. Like just, yeah. Just- Sal Perez was the other second place vote. The lone Vlad had 29 out of the 30 second place 
votes and Salvador Perez got the the lone second place vote remaining. And I think Perez finished eighth in the overall balloting. So a little interesting. Yeah, that you know, vote hit came, a ton of, came, came from the Kansas City Star. <laughs> what a that's shocking information. <laughs> uh, <laughs> hit a ton of home runs, but let's give him credit. Hit a ton of home runs, but he's not the you know the defender he once was or, or the catcher he once was behind the plate. Uh, and the approach is not great either. But you know, to his credit, he had a ton of home runs. You know, having to go behind the plate every day not easy. So to do that is obviously quite a feat. But yeah, a little bit questionable. But Ced- yeah, Cedric Bolins with a, a fourth place vote. I like looking at the at the down ballot. Mike Zanino gets a tenth place vote. Mitch Haniger shouts out to Mitch Haniger. Yeah, I think that's cool. I, I like that Mitch Haniger got recognized there. Did you see Lamont Wade? Yeah. Junior got a MVP vote. Um, did that come from San Francisco? It did. Yeah. I mean, I, I think, yeah, whatever. Adam, Adam Wainwright got a eighth place vote. I think it came from St. Louis. Um, but I, <laughs> some, some columnist, it might've been Derek Gould wrote that it's kind of cool to be able to use those down ballot slots. You know, the guy's not going to win, but just to give a little credit, maybe it's a player you cover. Maybe it's a player you get along with, but I, I really have no problem with that. I, I think I used to get up worked up over awards, but I don't have time for that anymore, man. I'm going on vacation uh, <laughs> yeah. on Saturday, so I'm already in vacation mode. <laughs> right. Just in so did you take part in the great FIP discourse on, on Twitter after the NL Cy Young Award balloting? I did not. Was announced? I did not. I stayed away from Twitter. Very brave man. I would have picked Zach Wheeler, but I, I just can't get worked up about it either way, mm-hmm. honestly. Because I, I guess it's it's just the... Wheeler obviously had the huge workload, which is pretty special in a year where pitchers didn't throw a lot of innings. So I think that's great. But Corbin Burns, like what he did in the innings that he did throw were were better. So I, I think you could make a strong case either way. I don't I'm not into the idea of looking at the the advanced stuff. Expected numbers. At, yeah. yeah. I'm more like what actually happened. That's what I'm focused on. Uh, and I know ERA can be a little bit flawed too. Mm-hmm. Um, but obviously Burns, like it wasn't just FIP or ERA that told the tale of Burns. Like he had a great year. Yeah. But I'm mean, Burns was so dominant in the time that he did pitch. I, I, I probably would have given it to Wheeler too. If I had a vote, uh, I, I think the workload is, is a huge factor. He also had a huge workload in the 2020 season too. Um, he's yeah. been excellent. I think Adam Wainwright finished above him in the MVP balloting, though. So, shouts out to... Yeah, it's weird how that works sometimes <laughs> with, with pitchers. That, that'll, uh, that'll show up on these players' baseball reference page forever. You know, Adam yeah. Wainwright Nathan, a, a little MVP nod. Nathan Ivaldi got a sixth-place vote for MVP, which isn't crazy if you look at, like... I, I, I don't want to... I haven't really looked at fan graphs war or baseball reference war. So I have no idea where these guys sit, but Ivaldi had a good year. I think he was worth like five wins. So yeah. And if, eh. if you want to add some narrative to it, which I'm, I'm fine doing with awards, like the Red Sox needed him so bad yeah, uh, to be an ace. And, and he was, and so yeah. I mean the value to his own team was incredible. Like that rotation, I was waiting for it to collapse all year. Um, and he kept, he helped keep it afloat at pitching yeah. every fifth day so yes award season is behind us robbie ray won in the al for the cy young award which i think we all expected to happen 
So he brings that into free agency with him. We'll, we'll see what happens there. Of course, the Blue Jays signed uh, Jose Barrios to an extension this week. Uh, a lot of pitching stuff early in this uh, offseason. Uh, Noah Syndergaard signing with the Angels, which surprised a lot of people. I thought he would take the qualifying offer from the Mets. But you see the money being thrown around for pitchers. Like, how can you blame Syndergaard? And then Justin Verlander, you know, doesn't take the qualifying offer from the Astros either because he signs a essentially a, a two-year, fifty million dollar guarantee uh, with the Astros, uh, and he can actually opt out after twenty twenty two. So could be either be one year twenty five or two year fifty. You know, a pitcher kind of like Syndergaard hasn't pitched in a while, and and Verlander obviously has a lot more mileage. I think he's going to be 39 mm-hmm. in the 2022 season. But I think the Astros really needed him as well. Um, so I, I'm going to be really interested to see how he how he pitches. But, I mean, the last time he saw I mean, last time we saw him, he was awesome. Had a 2.58 ERA, like, was aging gracefully. I think you just don't know, like, how many innings can you reasonably expect from Verlander. But I thought that was a great move by the Astros. Yeah, 2.55 ERA and 590 strikeouts in 437 innings between 2018 and 2019. Reportedly hit 95-96 in a a recent workout. A lot of teams were interested. I I do kind find it fascinating that we've we've had a lot of relatively big signings in the early going. There was a report either uh, on Thursday morning or on maybe it was on Wednesday that uh, Starling Marte is likely to sign before the end of November. I, I, I think actually usually like Thanksgiving week is very quiet having been, been doing this for 13 years, like on the news front. Uh, but I, I think actually next week might be pretty active. This weekend might be pretty active too. We've got the, the 40 man roster deadline for protection from the rule five draft uh, on my Friday. least favorite day, my least yeah. favorite day. It's it's writing up dudes sometimes that you've never from our heard perspective, of. yeah, yeah, who are not even in the database. Um, good good yeah, luck, have fun, my, Ryan Boyer. Yeah, and I was gonna say Matt Williams. I'm gonna be uh, uh, be flying <laughs> to New Orleans. Uh, so with the qualifying offer, the deadline was Wednesday for players to accept. Fourteen players were uh, extended qualifying offers by their their former teams, I guess you could say 13 out of the 14 players declined. Brandon belt with the giants was the only one who accepted. So he gets a one year, $18.4 million deal. I think that makes sense for belt. He's been great over the past two years, but injury is always an issue. I'm sure he talked to some, or his agents talked to some teams, got a feel for what the first base market might be. Doesn't sound great, I guess. Um, you know, Anthony Rizzo out there as well. Of course, Freddie Freeman. We all expect Freeman to stay with the Braves, but who knows? Stranger things have happened. Uh, but Belt stays where he's played his entire career um, and has had success getting better every year, seemingly. Uh, so I think it's a great fit for him to go back to the Giants. I'm sure he could have gotten a larger guaranteed amount of money um, over a multi-year deal had he yeah. tested free agency, but I don't think he was, he wasn't going to top that average annual value. Um, he loves that team. Like you mentioned, has, has played there his entire career and has two world series rings and yeah, 988 OPS uh, over the last two seasons combined. I know he, he missed some time this past year, but yeah, he's been great. And um, I think he'll continue to, 
to actually be a fantasy relevant player, which he hasn't always been because the power hasn't always been there, but 29 home runs in 97 games uh, this past season. And that ballpark in San Francisco is playing a lot more power friendly these days. So he's a guy that could actually go off draft boards next spring, even as he enters um, his mid thirties. It's going to be fascinating to see what the giants do uh, mostly with their pitching staff, but I could see them adding a, a big bat too, but yeah, the, the Giants are, you know, it wouldn't shock me if next year they, like, go back down to earth in a big way. I know. I uh, kind of agree. They have a bunch yeah. of Posey retiring. And... Exactly. Brandon Crawford had a great year, but, you know, he's getting up there in age as well. Um, so, yeah, I don't, I don't want to pour cold water and everything that happened this past season, but, you know, they're going to need to get some of these offseason moves right. So they're going to be one of the most fascinating teams to watch, I think. What would their rotation be right now? Logan Webb. Uh, Logan Webb. Sammy Long. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, I'm not even sure, to be honest. Tyler. So a lot of <laughs> a lot of free agents uh, yeah. from that rotation right now. So mm-hmm. it's going to be very, very interesting to see what happens there. So we, we didn't talk about it in the beginning, but uh, we were going to get through these headlines, and then we are going to play another round of Name That Free Agent Last week, I thought of some questions to stump Drew, uh, but this week he thought of some questions to stump me, which I think is only fair that we do that. So we can probably get started in a minute, I guess, right? Yeah, let's do it. I should have made let's... them harder, but I'm not really trying to stump you. We're, we're working through this together, man. We're teammates. Okay, uh, that's fair enough. Okay, before we do that, a uh, quick word for our listeners. The NFL season is in full swing, and the NBC Sports Predictor app powered by PointsBet has you covered with Sunday Night 7. Predict what will happen between the Steelers and Chargers on Sunday night for a chance to win up to $100,000. It's free and easy to play. Download today from your app store or visit NBCSports.com slash predictor. And starting after Thanksgiving, $1 million will be up for grabs every Sunday night. We're not eligible, but you guys can play and win, so you should do that. It's nice to see the Premier League is staying with us Heck in NBC. Yeah. That's it. huge news. Yeah, man, it's so it's so great to watch the Premier League on NBC. Um, the presentation is amazing. Yeah. I'm mad about the hockey rights, though. If the bosses are listening, I don't, <laughs> I'm, I'm I don't sure get hockey are. tickets anymore. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. Fairly, fairly selfish reasons. Fairly selfish, of course. Yeah. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So. No, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. 
Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash. Uh, so yeah, let's do it. Uh, we are going to do another round of Name That Free Agent. All right. So go ahead, take over your host. <sighs> Name that free agent. Uh, okay, maybe a, a softball up front. We'll see. This okay. outfielder slugged a long home run against the United States in the 2021 Summer Olympics, brought to you by the NBC networks, while representing the host country. Um. This outfielder slugged a long home run against the United States in the 2021 summer olympics while representing the host country uh is it saya suzuki yeah to be fair he hasn't technically been posted yet but okay he's going to be by the end of this week okay so it's suzuki yeah yeah three-time gold glove award winner four-time all-star in japan career 309 batting average 402 on base percentage had a 1075 OPS, 38 home runs in 133 games this past year. The cleanup man for Team Japan in Tokyo. I think there's a lot to like in those numbers. I don't, I don't know enough to say how the numbers will translate. Um, there have been some Japanese and Korean hitters lately who haven't performed well, and then there's Shohei Otani um, and a guy named Ichiro Suzuki who shares the same last name with Seiya. Mariners, Rangers, among the usual suspects, showing interest. Uh, those teams do make a lot of sense, though. And only 27 years old doesn't turn 28 until yeah. next August. So maybe that that's an, could be an exciting player coming over from Nippon Professional Baseball. Yeah, what's interesting is uh, Billy Epler landed Shohei Otani. Mm. I wonder. I wonder. With Billy Epler reportedly going to be the next Mets general manager, which I'm okay with. Whatever. He's done it. He's done the job. Uh, certainly prefer that over uh, uh, Cromey, Adam Cromey, who they were linked to last week, who has been essentially out of the game. I know he worked on some arbitration cases, but essentially had been out of a baseball front office for four, I guess, five seasons. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah. So Epler is basically just a year removed from being in a, in a front office role. He can jump in there immediately and, you know, get to work. So that's kind of all I'm looking for because the Mets have work to do. So, yeah. And I, I have a hard time ju- judging him for his angels tenure. It seems like the owner there, it kind of runs the show. Um, yeah. Certainly with the big ticket items. Yes. Yeah. So I, I yeah, so. I, th- I think he'll, I don't know. He's fine. It's like a, a hire that I wouldn't be like super excited about, but also yeah. not real pissed off. Yeah. It sounds like they're going to kind of reassess the front office next winter anyway. I guess the saga probably. continues probably. Um, probably so. Yeah. All right. So you got the first one. What I got like six out of ten last time you said. Something like that. I only have eight. So you're going to have to get okay. whatever that. You, you need Percentage. To get, you need to get Math. five. I don't know. Yeah, you need to okay. get five to beat me. All right. As of the first week of August, this free agent starting pitcher carried the third best odds to win the 2021 National League Cy Young Award. Uh, Kevin Gossman. Yep. Good work. Yeah. At at that time, the NL Cy Young Award odds. So as of August 8th, Walker Buehler was first at plus 270. Zach Wheeler was second at plus 305. And then Brandon Woodruff and Gossman were actually tied for third at, at plus 430. Corbin Burns, the 
the winner, like we said earlier, was plus 465 at the time. Um, mm. Gosman finished sixth in the final vote, but uh, a yeah. 2.81 ERA, 1.04 whip, 227 strikeouts, and 192 innings this past season with the Giants. The strikeout rate gains have been lasting and he's a durable guy entering his age 31 season in 2022 he's a logical fit for a ton of different teams i'm sure the giants like we just talked about their rotation they'd yeah. probably love to have him back along with yeah. anthony desclafani and maybe alex wood but i think he's going to get a nice sizable contract i don't know what yeah, that looks like but and i don't know where he's going to land again he, he could fit he could fit anywhere everyone needs yeah, a guy like that to to anchor the rotation totally All right. You ready for the next one? I'm ready. This free agent has posted the ninth best on base percentage of any MLB hitter over the last three years combined. So a top 10 OBP among all qualified hitters since the start of 2019. Um, Yeah, that's that's I didn't give you many, many details in there. Is it a. Wait, can you can you repeat the start of sure. the start of the question? Yeah, this free agent has posted the ninth best on base percentage of any MLB hitter over the last three years combined. Ninth best. Um, you want a hint? He's not a big name free agent, even though that stat would make you think he would be. I have two guesses. He generally plays the uh, outfield generally plays the outfield i was gonna say maybe like anthony rizzo or tommy fam but i'm guessing that's not right uh, yeah i'm not sure mark canna ah uh, okay i was wondering if that could yeah. be him obp of that's 377 since the beginning of 2019 um like i said ninth best among qualified hitters juan soto's first on the list at 440 bryce harper and freddie freeman at 402 Scroll down. Mookie Betts eighth at three seventy eight, and then Mark Canna ninth with a three seventy seven mark. He doesn't hit for a ton of power. He turns thirty three years old in February, and the OBP was down this year to three fifty eight. But that could be a nice pickup for somebody needing like a yeah. veteran table setter type, probably on the cheap yeah. too. Um, yeah, it's a good one. It's a good it's underrated good player. All right, Definitely. and I, I was I was looking up his like platoons splits to. Like maybe the the A's just with their platooning like got the best out of him, but he's almost the same hitter against righties as he is against lefties. So interesting, um, a good underrated player there. Yep. All right, next one. This pitcher was an All Star in 2021, the only All Star representative for his team, a team that wound up with 90 wins and finished only two games back of a spot in the AL Wild Card game. The representative from his team, and the and the team was good. Surprising. I assume you're talking you're talking about the Mariners. Yeah. Only representative from his team pitcher. Uh, is it Kendall Graveman? No. Is it? Uh, you say Kikuchi? Yep, it's Kikuchi. Yeah, because he really fell off, but he had a pretty good first half. Yeah. Um, yeah, had a really promising couple of months between like late April and early July, especially. And then yeah, faded badly a 3.18 ERA in his first 15 starts of 2021, then a 6.22 ERA in his final 14 outings. 
Yeah, I was all over Kikuchi at the start of the season and the spring. I had him on like every team, mm-hmm. and yeah, by this by August or so, he was off all of them. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But he's the kind of pitcher I could see. You know, if he has the right voice in I his agree. ear, mm-hmm. he could make some huge strides. I, I'm I'm really intrigued by him. Uh, it'll be really interesting where he goes. I think there's a lot of potential there. Declined a $13 million player option from Seattle. That might be around like the average annual value that he finds on the open market, but he'll obviously be aiming for something longer term. I, I, I think there's talent here. He's only 30 years old. The yeah, velocity yeah. has improved since he arrived from Japan, and he abandoned his curveball after a bad rookie season in, in 2019, which turned out to be a great decision. It was his worst pitch, and he implemented a cutter. You could see a team like latching on to those improvements that he has made and, and believing in the idea that they could further that improvement. Giants. It screams Giants to me. Sure. We'll that would see. be, that would we'll be a, a great fit. All right. This outfielder was one of only seven qualified hitters in 2017 to finish with a batting average north of 300 and on base percentage above 400 and a slugging percentage above 500. So that nice, aesthetically pleasing 300, 400, 500 line. One of only seven qualified hitters to do that in 2017. Um, Again, that was 2017, which is maybe cheating going back so far, but sort of leads us to where this player is on most free agent rankings for 2022. Is this Anthony Rizzo this time? Nope. Hmm. Who was the other guy you were thinking of? Oh, about? Tommy Pham? Yep, Tommy Pham. Yeah. yeah. He, he was a 2020 guy, and, and even in 2019, he was a 2020 guy with the Rays. 21 homers, 25 steals. Also had an 818 OPS that year. But uh, since then, between 2020 and 2021, a 705 OPS at 226 batting average. Yeah. Lots of different injuries. Uh, there was the stabbing. Um, turns 34 years old in March. I don't know how the market is going to view him. I could see it being like a, a one-year deal with an option. Probably so. I mean, yeah. he can still get on base, but yeah, yeah you, you can't really count on him to be to get you through the whole season yeah. um, just because of the injury history there. So, um, But I do like him as a player. Yeah, I, I always liked him a lot when he was with the Cardinals, but that was probably his best season, his uh, – that 2017 season. All right. The next one, uh, live from the windy city, this free agent reliever made three appearances in the 2021 American league division series and retired 13 of the 15 batters he faced Chicago. Um, Brian Tapera. Yep. Good work. Yeah. Over the last two years, he's racked up 105 strikeouts and 82 regular season innings, a, a 279 ERA, 0.88 whip this season between the Cubs and White Sox. Was also pretty effective for the Blue Jays between 2015 yep. and 2019. I, I think he'll find a, a multi year contract, maybe even at like a three year deal at age 34. I agree. I agree. He's really good, really yeah. underrated. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, this pitcher earned a save in his first ever major league appearance and has a 3.01 career ERA as a starter. His overall career ERA is 2.97. Earned a save in his first first ever major league appearance. Earned a save in his oh, I know who you're talking about, Quang Young Kim. Yep, you got it. I yeah. uh, having watched him a lot, I think there's a lot of deception to his delivery that. 
yeah. maybe started to get exposed toward the end of his run in St. Louis. There's there was some injury stuff this year too, the back and elbow. But you can't really argue with the career numbers a two nine seven ERA. I think he's yeah. a pitcher worth giving a try, uh, given the versatility and, and the way the the starting pitching role has changed. The elevated value of dudes who can work in like a swingman type role, and that's what I see Kim probably doing wherever he lands. Yeah, uh, I, when, I as far as fantasy was concerned, it was like really difficult for me to trust him. Yeah, but he would always he would always manage to pitch well. I could see him going to like the Rays and being really successful, but. He generates a lot of soft. Well, actually, he really doesn't. Actually, looking at the batted ball data, um, but I mean, he he like pitches to contact, and that worked for the Cardinals, who had a, a great defense this year and, sure. and last year. Um, but yeah, I, I I think you're right. A, a team like the Rays that is going to be using openers, and um, he, he would be perfect for that kind of role. He he seems to not mind doing whatever a team asks him to do. Yep. All right, last one. So you got. I guess you've only missed one, so you win the game. Yeah. Oh well. All right, let's finish it off here. <laughs> this pitcher right. did did not make an appearance for the team that acquired him at the trade deadline, despite that team's season not coming to an end until October twenty third. So he was acquired at the trade deadline and didn't actually pitch for the team that acquired him. Correct. Huh. Kind of uh, a kind of a forgotten guy. Forgotten guy. Didn't pitch for the team that acquired him. Hmm. Yeah. I'm, mm, hmm. Oh, oh, oh. I know who this is. I know who this is. Uh, Danny Duffy. Yep. Got it. Yep. Suffered that uh, for, or left forearm flexor strain in mid-July and couldn't pull off a recovery in time to be a factor for the Dodgers. But a 2.51 ERA, 65 strikeouts, and 61 innings before the injury – Maybe a return to Kansas City when he signed that five-year, $65 million contract extension with the Royals in 2017. I, I believe he tweeted, like, bury me a Royal or something, and it's mm. still the only team he's ever actually pitched for. So, <laughs> yeah, uh, the Royals could That's use some, some pitching help, certainly some, some veteran pitching help. And um, I don't know. Well, I guess we'll see what they do this offseason. They're always a they operate differently than most major league clubs, but there's an influx of young talent coming, Bobby Witt Jr. especially. And we've kind of always liked that lineup. If Adalberto Mondesi can stay healthy, that would help. Uh, Nicky Lopez yeah. hit well this past year, which was surprising. Um, Salvador yeah. Perez, like you mentioned. So, yeah, yeah, I, I could see Duffy returning to Kansas City, maybe on like a one-year deal, and then he tries to get a bigger contract next winter or something. Yeah, they have some young arms in that rotation, so I could see them adding a you know a veteran at the top, and Duffy would make sense as far as that's concerned. So, yep. all right. So I guess yeah, congratulations. <laughs> what was the one that I got wrong? I don't even remember. Uh, what was it Mark Canna? I think it was the second Mark Canna. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is one I totally forgot about. Honestly, I I forgot he was a free agent. I don't think there's been much chatter about him yet. No, I feel like most of the chatter has been on the pitching side of things because um, it feels very competitive and it feels like teams are willing to shell out right now for yep. for pitching. So I don't know. Uh, but there are players who could sign early. You know, I've from the New York perspective, we've heard Javier Baez might sign early. Mm-hmm. I think that's something to watch for before December 2nd comes. And I don't know if you saw the comments from Rob Manfred on Thursday 
basically yeah. sounding resigned to a work stoppage to a lockout essentially. Um, but he's trying to draw the delineation between, you know, an in-season lockout and an off-season lockout. I think it doesn't matter to me. I think they're both bad. Yeah. But um, I can kind of understand because, like, the the aesthetic of, like, a team teams literally not playing because of a work stoppage, like, just has a different feel to a fan. But the off-season, the whole point of an off-season, at least from a fan's perspective like me, who is, like, all baseball all the time, like, seeing your teams make moves throughout December, January, like it gets you excited. So if this is all shut down, like I guess the assumption is most fans are going to come back anyway, kind of like the conflict during COVID and all that stuff. As soon as it was resolved, people were just like, all right, let's do this. But I don't know. I don't know what kind of damage this could do at a time when prices of uh, goods and services are going through the roof. Like, I, I don't know how people will respond to it, honestly. I don't think they'll respond well, but I also think these two parties, as, as we've seen in the past, MLB and the MLBPA, they don't really g- get stuff done until they're like coming up on a deadline. And I think December 1st is going to pass without a deal and there will be a lockout. But as like February approaches, I think February 1st is, is when we're going to start, uh, seeing some things put in motion because I, I think both sides realize that baseball where it is right now cannot afford to turn fans away. Um, yeah. I think, I think there are already some fans that are kind of out on the game, um, especially some younger fans. So I, I think they both realize that. And I don't know. I, w- wake me up in February. Well, no, <laughs> you have some work to do, Drew. Ah, damn uh, <laughs> But I don't know. I like. I don't know what this show's going to be like over the next two months. Um, next week, uh, Chris and uh, Colin are going to do a show. Uh, will be released Wednesday morning. But Drew and I will not be doing our usual show next week because of Thanksgiving. We'll be we, we'll be back the week after that. But I don't know what I don't know what baseball is going to look like at that point, or or what we're going to be talking about. But uh, we will be back. Uh, and we'll have some sort of idea and it'll be fun, but I'm not sure what it's going to be yet. And I'm okay with that. Yeah. Trivia. (laughs) It might be trivia. Expect more (laughs) trivia. If you like the trivia, leave five stars and and tell us you like it. Cause I like, please, please. But in the meantime, Drew, enjoy your honeymoon vacation. Yeah. I've, have you ever been to new Orleans? I'm not. I went there, um, one time for my cousin Jake's bachelor party, like five years ago. And I, I loved it. It's just like the most unique looking place I've ever been, but that was a weekend kind of bender, just like, you know, yeah. just drunk for 48 hours straight. So I didn't really get to look around much. Um, so I'm excited to spend the time with my new wife and um, we both love to different vibe. Yeah. Different vibe this yeah. time. We both love to eat and drink. There will be plenty of drinking, but at a more like leisurely pace. Yeah. You should tweet out the restaurants you go to so I can see some. Because, I mean, there's there's definitely like I've made note of places to go down there if I ever go. So 
I usually watch all the like food shows and they go to all the like famous restaurants and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. um, I have, uh, we've, we were spending actually why I, we started this podcast a little late because I was, we were making reservations for places and I forgot to put a frozen pizza in the oven. So I had to eat before we hopped on. (laughs) We've got it all not, not too planned out when I go on vacations, I like to kind of let it happen, you know, like find stumble into places that you didn't know. About I don't like to be too touristy, but it's nice to. Have, I guess down there, especially, you you have to have reservations for some places. Sure, of course, so we got that. Done. Well, have fun. I will, and I'll see you back here uh, in two weeks. Yep. Right. Yeah. All right. Awesome. I think that's it for us this week. And have a happy and healthy and safe Thanksgiving to everyone out there. Uh, whatever you decide to do. If you like what you're hearing with this show, Circling the Bases, be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please rate and review if you don't mind. Follow us on Twitter. If you don't already, I'm at DJ Short. Drew is at Drew Silve. Be safe out there and we will see you next time. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So... No, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.